Ever happened before? No, this is new. Lucky us. We interrupt this program to bring you. All right, everybody. My name is Kevin. My name is Adam. And I'm Julie. And we are your Real Movie Guys. On this episode of The Real Review, we're going to be taking a look at Ahsoka, Episode 8, The Jedi, The Witch, and The Warlord. The heroes race to prevent Graham Admiral Thrawn's escape. We're here, guys. We made it to the finale of Ahsoka's very own first-time-ever TV show. And uh, she's really kind of still not in it that much, but uh, that's, that's a whole other... I know, we've beaten it like a dead horse at this point. Um, we made it to the finale. That's the main thing here. And you know what? I, I went through a really big struggle and i really want to just share this with you guys so the first time i watched it i'll be honest with you i had a really decent time i actually really enjoyed a lot was here uh i think it fixed a lot of things i had issues with the entire series and then i go back you know i, I thought about it a little bit later so again first impressions really good really good time and i'm going to talk about all of it obviously then i sat down and i thought about it and I really didn't like it as much the more I thought about it because I kind of re went back to thinking about some of the other things that happened throughout the entire series that led up to this point. And for some of it, it was kind of sour grapes for me. Some of the things we got, I was a little disappointed or whatever. I uh, looked at some of the scenes a little bit more closely that were shown and had some really big nitpicks and was wondering what the hell was going on. And then I kind of came back, back around again and I said at the end of the day, it was fine. I think it was a good finale overall. I think uh, it set up the future in some really interesting and exciting ways for uh, Star Wars fans, first-time fans into the series. And that's kind of what I want to talk about, too, in this review is how you should be viewing this show. Because I think there are two very different audiences, and I think you're going to get two very different opinions overall on how they feel about Ahsoka as a whole. Uh, but I think at the end it managed to come together in some kind of way, shape, or form, even if it was messy getting there. But... We're going to divulge deeper into it, but Adam, talk to me, man. What'd you think on this one? I think this turned out better than I expected it was going to. Right. Um, I expected the worst. Yeah. Maybe that's why it turned out so much better than it actually did for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but I, I did. I, I think that the show definitely sets up... Um, a lot of good starting points for the future of Star Wars. Yeah, I think that's the main thing here. And I, I think people will be disappointed by that. I think people will be happy about that. I think it's a very split audience. You're gonna yeah, I think the, the biggest issue is the fact that like it sets up so much and now we're just stuck here waiting for something else to happen. I'm like, I just like this is the point that I've been waiting for stuff to actually occur in this universe again. And right. now it's like it's got me back in. But now I have to wait like X amount of months for something to actually happen again. Yeah, no, I agree. And trust me, we're definitely going to talk about that. So, OK, Julie, how about you? As uh, you know, we've talked about you have probably the least experience out of the Star Wars universe, you know, with everything that's happened. How would you feel about it overall after it came all said and done? Yeah, similar to Adam, I had very little expectations. Um but I enjoyed this episode. I thought there was a lot of really cool moments. Um, the pace was like breakneck speed, yeah, com especially sure. compared to the last episode, which was a crawl. 
Um, and yeah, it does. It leaves you um, on a cliffhanger in many different ways. Um, you know, unfortunately, we lost Ray Stevenson. Um, but what a final shot for him, man. That was really cool. And again, I have no knowledge of who those statues are, um, other than the video Kevin made me watch after the fact. Um, but man, what a way to go for his character. But that, and that's the other disappointing thing too, unless they recast him. I don't know. I'm sure this is a conversation for later in the video, but no, yeah. it is. Well, we'll no, I agree. We're going to talk about it. So the first thing I really want to talk about here is how I think there are two different audiences for what we kind of got here. Uh, if you're someone who has like a passing interest into star Wars, um, I don't think the series does a good job kind of, bringing you into the fold. Um, the finale, I think, does do some interesting things because even though maybe Julie doesn't know who those statues are or who those characters are, it sets up this big mystery that's to come, right? And I think that's intriguing and I think that's a lot of fun and I think that's really good for people to have something to look forward to. But the question, and I want to ask you, Adam, the journey that we went to get to the end of the show, the end of the series here, do you think it was worth it? Do you think we really got a lot of engagement? Because really we got just, I felt it really just feels too much like setup more than an actual story that was told here. I mean, yes, Ahsoka is the through line for this about her overcoming her, you know, her misgivings with Anakin and the Clone Wars and all the fears she held on to becoming like the true warrior of light. I don't know if it feels justified though, getting to the end of this series. That's my issue. I think with this. Yeah, no, I I feel the exact same way. It just feels like there's so much more that needs to be explained. Like the left at too open ended at, right. at the end of the series. It sets up two or seasons. It sets up too much stuff. Right. It's like we're in the middle of a chess match and we're watching all the pieces finally get in place right before they make their final move. And right. it's interesting. Sure, there are some interesting things about it, but the finale is really what I want. And I feel like we weren't given anything really to sink our teeth into besides the status quo just being shaken up and then setting up for the future. That's really what it feels like. That's literally all this season was. It's just set up for, I, that's honestly one of my biggest fears is that especially with like other people that haven't seen, you know, Rebels or the Clone Wars or all don't know what any of these other stuff is. It's right. like, I'm afraid that it's setting up such big events mm -hmm. that nobody has any idea like what anything anything's going to be about right and that's been a problem uh, that's been a problem too with even not even just so much the audience but like the directors and like the progress we've seen with modern star wars is they set up right. these grand ideas for the future and they just either never come to pass or you know we just kind of ignore it and move on like that seems to be a common thread within the star wars universe right now unfortunately um so yeah you're so you're saying too the same thing if you have no experience you think you're gonna do you think a fan's gonna have limited engagement with this material or because it feels like what it does feel like that a little bit. I, I don't know. Maybe they, they're they expecting people to go do their own research, you know, go back and watch the show. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Right. I, I don't know. That That's that's a big ask for, you know, right. you, you're, you know, I guess just the general population. Mm hmm. I don't know. It's tough. I at this at that point, I would just go watch a lore video. <laughs> yeah, I think that's and that's kind of what I said with Julie when she was asking yeah. about what the statues meant, and I'm like, okay. And I, I, to be honest with you, I kind of skipped a lot around a lot when I watched uh, Clone Wars, so I was even like not really sure what they were setting up here. And when I was went back and I found, I'm like, okay, that's incredibly interesting. But if I didn't have any idea about that, that that's kind of lost on me what that was very yeah, lost I, I i definitely did not remember what they were at all i had to go back to i was like oh that's right right and then even knowing 
I don't know. It's a, it's a lot. It's a big ask. I think that's really right. the best thing to say. Yeah, it really is. But on the other hand, so what if we look at it this way? So Julie, I'll go to you just real quick. So for someone who doesn't know anything, do you think the mysteries that are presented here at the end, do you think they're interesting? Even if you have no context of what you're watching. So like that statue, that is a pretty big, like cliff, like who is that? And that's some of the cool mystery. I think star Wars has always been able to present itself with its lore. Do you find that being like a true genuine mystery of like, Oh, why did Balin like stay after and let Thrawn, Thrawn go? Why did he do all that? Um, why are Sabine and Ahsoka still stuck on that planet? There must be a reason why, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's, there is a lot of good mystery that maybe you don't need to invest in to enjoy this too. Yeah. Um, that part specifically, like Thrawn getting off the planet and all that, that's just kind of, you know, we know other things are going to transpire later down the timeline. But yeah, Balin is really, he's the biggest intrigue and mystery for me is why did he, he wanted to get to that planet for a reason. He stayed behind. So what is he looking for? What is he looking to unlock? How are Ahsoka and Sabine um, going to get off this planet or what's in store for them while they're here? Um, it's a mystery to me, however, how long are we going to have to wait until we see any kind of answers or resolution to these? Um, is it going to be in the same kind of pacing and format as the show? You know, there's a lot of questions for me on like execution and delivery because the show, as we've seen so far, has been, you know, peaks and valleys. Right, right. And again, this, this brings me to my second half. So I'll come back to Adam now for this one. Uh, so if you are invested in this material, you sure as hell got a lot out of this episode. If you're invested in a, in a lot of the deep Star Wars lore and a lot of the excitement that we had, uh, knowing the statue of the father uh, and the son and then the, 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 the sister, her head's like cut off. Like that's very intriguing to people. Uh, seeing Thrawn finally back into the force, uh, having to verse Ezra kind of also making the jump back. And uh, again, a lot of the callbacks, I think, to some of the original star wars lore if you're invested i think you're having a really good time with what you're given here and i think those super niche hardcore star wars fans what do you think adam i think they they ate good today with that episode i have to say this is where i wanted this series to like i, I know i wanted more but i didn't right. I like i i'm excited where it's ended because like this is the most intriguing star wars has been at least for me personally in a yeah. very long time and i am very curious to see where it's going to go. Right. And with the night sisters and the, the saber coming back and all these cool right. callbacks to the original. Again, if you're hardcore invested, you had an amazing time with this episode. Mm -hmm. And I think there's nothing that can be said about it. I think it's really intriguing. Yeah. I, I, I'm just, I'm excited. I would like more. <laughs> yeah. And again, and I feel like, and it's such a weird, a weird situation with this show I, I have to say it's just it's so separate on who it's for again but i think at the end of the day i think it does kind of try to find a middle ground here uh dave fioni i think if it's not obvious at this point he wanted a sequel to rebels right i think that's really was the ultimate goal of this show and by the time we get to the end of it i feel like he kind of split his show apart i don't know if you guys kind of noticed that too i felt like okay we got this ahsoka storyline that kind of should have been this show maybe in some regard like that's like the main story going on there and then he was able to like calmly separate his other storyline with rebels with thrawn and ezra and get him back together with hera and kind of continue his own rebel storyline maybe somewhere else did adam did you get a feel for that like he was able to separate the show into two by the end here yeah it's so tough because i'm like 
Because now they don't feel interconnected anymore. Shows now, right? They're not interconnected. <laughs> I don't feel like. I feel like they're two very different paths for what the show's going for. I think that the only way that this could actually be like introduced to a wider audience and and rectified enough uh, is to do like some sort of a uh, like an official like Disney created synopsis video or something like where you know right. a short series. Give me like three episodes to just kind of like a setup series of something like tell, give me an update on what happened there. I think that would be so beneficial for everybody really. And I think it's funny. Like the sweaty hardcore fans are going to say, well, just watch clone wars, just watch rebels. Okay. I understand you saying that with like three movies, right? I I, I get it. Like, you know, watch the trilogy, watch whatever you're telling me to watch like 20 seasons of a TV show. I'm sorry. I just, I, I, some people just can't do that. I mean, not to say that you shouldn't want to or anything like that, but if people want to just jump in and have a good time with the show, we, we could use something with these deep lore. I think, I think there is something that should be given to them. Yeah. It's, it's tough because <laughs> I like it's, it kind of feels like gatekeeping in a way as a well. <laughs> um, but I just, I really think that it, that would be so beneficial. Just give me, Give me like a three episode thing. That's, yeah. that's all I asked for. Something. Well, they did that with Marvel too. Like um, as the shows were coming out, they did like a whole, all right, here's everything you need to know about Wanda and Vision, you know, before you watch mm-hmm. WandaVision, here's everything you need to know about, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, and it was just, and I don't even think it was five minutes long, maybe five, six minutes, quick synopsis of the characters and their role in the MCU. I feel like, you know, Star Wars would definitely benefit from that. Right. And I, again, I think that could really work here. And I think even what kind of what Adam was saying, even if they just did something to kind of just like reinforce the past a little bit. Right. It's even if I've watched Rebels and I've watched Clone Wars, I'm not saying I memorized everything that happened in those shows. And I'm they didn't happen just yesterday. If, if you guys aren't remembering, it's been quite a long time since they've happened. And even for me, when they have like a character show up or there's some kind of like little reveal I had to really like go back and think about it, like look through and be like, oh, that's who that was. Uh, fortunately, I had to rely on YouTube for some of the reveals because like it's been a long time. I don't really remember too much of what happened until it kind of kickstarts my memory a little bit. Well, I think I said this in one of our previous reviews. I feel like even if in the first episode alone, they did kind of a live action recreation of the finale yeah. of Rebels. So you could see Ezra and Thrawn going into this other universe and then that again makes you have a connection to those two characters and then jumping to where you know ahsoka and sabine and everyone is today i would think that would have made me more invested and then again you know for anyone who has watched the show it it gives you like oh this is what it would look like in live action so it's something kind of cool if it's executed right Right. and then also kind of jogs your memory a little bit Right. And, you know, I, I think they, again, I, it's one of those things. I think you're going to get what enjoyment you're going to get out of it. And I think that'll kind of come into my final score when I talk about it a little bit later. But overall, I think what, what you put into this show, whether it's the past viewings or looking up information afterwards, I think is what you're going to come out of. So since we kind of said that about the show, let's just talk about the episode in general. Um, there were some really good things about this episode. There were also some really sloppy things that, that really bothered me throughout the episode. Um, some of the, the choreography, uh, I haven't been the biggest fan of the choreography in the show. I think there were some things that were well done, some of the execution shots. Uh, but this was the first time I think we got like a real big battle scene. And while they did do some things well, uh, I hate to say it, but I feel like Rosario Dawson was just not on her game. 
in this episode, uh, especially as being Ahsoka and having to do this big choreographed sequence, um, fighting Morgan Elsbeth with uh, the sword. And it was, it was supposed to be this really cool scene. And uh, Diana Lee Ansonanto, I think that's how you say her name, uh, she actually is an accomplished martial artist. And uh, you could tell she was definitely like pulling back a lot when they were fighting. And Rosario Dawson just kind of felt sloppy as she was fighting. Uh, what did you think of that, Adam? I just think the choreography, again, specifically for her, just felt very. I don't know. I just wasn't really engaged by it, unfortunately. You can kind of tell, like, you know, yeah. the, the drastic, this one's a martial artist and this one's not. So obviously there's going to be some sort of a, a comparison when they're on screen together. Right. And it's not um, the greatest chemistry because unfortunately it stands out like a sore thumb, I guess. Yeah, that that's pretty much what it is. I mean, it was okay, I guess. I don't know. Maybe everybody could use a little bit more lightsaber training. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what it was. Again, I don't, know, I don't know how much it'll bother people. It bothered me, I guess, just more reflecting on it. Because I'm like, well, you know, we've had this whole show to get to this point, And I'm kind of waiting for that big Ahsoka fight. And I was just like, oh, it, it was fine. Uh, especially when Morgan Elizabeth, like just dies, you know, randomly by Ahsoka. And it's like, oh, like, she was obviously the better fighter. And I'm like, that's, that's pretty embarrassing for you. <laughs> yeah, another, uh, I mean... Unfortunately, she kind of got the uh, the Cad Bane uh, situation yeah. here where she just kind of I felt like so much more potential was there. And then she kind of just got right. It's such a cool character. Yeah, <laughs> she was such a cool character. She was gifted the sword. Like, it was like this really big moment for her and kind of just felt like, oh, OK, bye. Yeah, I'm glad it didn't happen to Thrawn, but, yeah. you know, still. Yeah, Thrawn made it out OK in this episode. I think he probably uh he is pretty good setting himself up as like this future menace of the series. And I think that's really is interesting for what they're going to work with, with future star Wars projects. Uh, what did you think of that, Adam? Cause I like how he does use everyone as like pieces in his bigger puzzle that he's playing. I think that really showed how strong his character is. He's a, a master planner for a reason. Like that's yeah. just how he is. And it, it shows, it yeah. really shows. And I, I think that that was a very good representation of his power. Cause he did, obviously he's not like, you know, force sensitive or anything you can't really fight but no. this is like and the idea, i think this is a good showing and the idea is he can just convince you i really like yeah. that for a character well he's not using powers like you say he's not manipulating he's manipulating people with just the spoken word for right. the cause for the empire and i like that too like nothing's personal to him it's always mm -hmm. for the empire and I, I was saying that to julia when she was asking like what's the big like thing about Thrawn? like why are people so excited I'm like it's because he's just he's for the cause like you know what i mean like he's just all about the empire and serving the empire and getting information and manipulating things i like characters like that and they're very interesting because we don't get too many well-written characters like that and i think uh Thrawn sets himself to be a huge menace uh what did you think julie do you think there is like a good setup for him for the future with what he's trying to do Especially he brought the Night Sisters with him. I think that's very intriguing how he brought them with him. Yeah, I loved seeing, you know, as the episode progressed, as things started going, you know, against him, his reaction. Because, like, the first moment, you know, when they find out they lost one of their ships, but they did take down Ahsoka's ship, he's like, okay, you know, that's an acceptable loss. That's fine. I love that. We're acceptable like, loss. I like it's that. It's an acceptable oh. loss, right? This is the next part of the plan, you know. And then as that you know ahsoka and friends are coming closer and closer <laughs> that's, um, that's the show ahsoka and friends ahsoka and friends um you know the night sisters you know uh reanimate the stormtroopers which was super cool and corny um, then you know it corny but i thought it was cool um and then they keep encroaching closer and closer and then he turns to morgan and goes all right well you know what you got to do right <laughs> you can tell her face like she knows she's got to do it, but she's still really kind of hurt 
that she's not making it onto the ship with Ron and the Night Sisters. Um, and he's like, "All right, ladies, let's go." And they hop on the ship. Um, so I just thought, yeah, you know, the, the fact that he's so easily able to dispose of people, um, yeah, is really telling for how things are going to go later on. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see him you know, as a menace throughout the universe. Um, And this is jumping a little bit to the end, but I feel like Ezra coming back into the, you know, the main universe at the end, I feel like he was a little too happy-go-lucky looking. I feel like he should have been a little more solemn or somber because, you know, Thrawn came along with him. Right. But that's, you know, jumping ahead a little bit. Jumping ahead. See, that's where it's like, there's still these actors, it feels like they have a disconnect compared to their, you know, animated counterparts. Right. Because even like the interaction between Ezra and Hera, you know, no they one. haven't seen each other in, you know, forever. <laughs> right. And it's like, what's up? Like, what's up, girl? <laughs> like, come on. You got, it's been so long. What are you guys doing? What's up? I, your, uh, your baby daddy died, but uh, what's going on? Long time no see. Bad, yeah. That's the vibe I was getting. I <laughs> know. It's, it's true. And I think there's something to be said there. And uh, that actually goes to another point, too. Uh, but before we jump into that, let's go. I want to talk about zombie stormtroopers. Yay or nay, Adam? Yay or nay on zombie stormtroopers? Are we into that? Was that cool? Um, just more merchandise, I guess. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I felt. At first, I'm like, this is kind of cool. And then I'm like, eh, just they're not really doing anything. I mean, they, they were, I didn't think that they were true zombies at first. I thought they were just simply like reanimated corpses. And then in fact, when then that, that's when it got corny when they were straight up like, Bleh. yeah. Bleh. No. <laughs> and I'm like, so they're, they're reflecting. And that's the funny part is too. They're like reflecting like laser fire from like all the, the bolts from the blasters and everything. I'm like, just chop the guy's head off. We're, we're done. You know what I mean? I, I it's, and especially when they're zombies, like they're just kind of like standing there going like, no, get away ah get away why don't you just like cut him down so he can't come back up, get back up like cut his legs off and you're, you're good you know yeah, what i mean like <laughs> they have all of these powers at their disposal right yet they just like you know and then all of a sudden we have a walking dead trope here and it's like come on yeah i mean it's cool it fits like the mystique of the night sisters and i, I kind of yes, get it agree uh maybe agree. if it wasn't such like a, a planned thing by thrawn maybe it was kind of like a like all right i'm gonna send all these guys out if they die it's okay we're gonna turn them into zombies and they're gonna chase after them uh that i thought it was kind of kind of silly to be honest it, it wasn't my thing really and uh the, the next thing too i guess that, and that ties into the point before was uh so sabine and ezra really finally get some time together i think a little bit more in this episode so if anything i'll say sabine has been the worst character in the in the entire show i think for all of us we really haven't enjoyed her character uh this was the first time i thought she was actually okay if anything um the part where she like crashes the ship into the the tie fighters and just goes I took care of the TIE fighters kind of thing. Like that felt like the first like real Sabine moment of the show where she was just kind of like calm, cool, collected. Like I did what I had to do uh, and, and do it and do it well and execute it. Uh, then we get to the scene where they're jumping to Thrawn ship. So her and Ezra are kind of like together and they're trying to figure out like she hasn't been able to use her force powers. It's been the whole like through line. Like, is she force sensitive? Is she not force sensitive? We don't we don't really know. It's been said she isn't, but apparently she is. Uh, well, apparently she definitely is because uh, she pushes Ezra up into Thrawn's ship she force pushes him up did anyone feel like there should have been like more of like a celebration or something with that interaction like I feel like it could have been a good character moment between her and Ezra because Ezra knows like or there should have been more hesitation where he's like I don't know if you have force powers I know you don't like I felt like the interaction was just missing something what did you think Adam I just felt like 
there was such a something missing there for that scene. I don't know. Maybe that's, I mean, like that goes with what I said earlier. It's like the lacking emotion. Yeah. There's not, there's no personality here. It's just like things are just happening because I guess they just, yeah, they just know that they're going to happen at that point. Right. Like I was waiting for like a big, like, I was like, you did it, Sabine, you did it. I can't believe it. You are for it. It's like, you know, like something like some kind of like big celebration moment between unless them. he knew the whole time and he just didn't tell anybody like, yeah, well, you know, maybe. I don't know. Ezra's, I feel like out of all the characters, I think Ezra's like return has been kind of felt like the most let down, uh, except yeah. for the, the lightsaber building scene. We didn't talk about that, but that was a really good scene. I thought of him just building his lightsaber and, uh, yes. Huang just happened to have the other part of, uh, his master's of lightsaber the same hilt mm-hmm. so he could complete it uh, i thought that was pretty nice it was a touching scene but again i wanted more out of ezra but maybe that's again this is what we're talking about this is like the setup for the future is when we're going to really get that time with ezra where i think it would have been better spent now i think to some extent uh what did you think julie did you think like they could have done a little bit better because uh by the end of this it seems like sabine's whole goal was to get ezra and bring him home and she kind of did that but she's still not reunited with him she was like said like hey how you doing and now they're all separated again do you think there was something kind of lost on that that path there um well not really because i i mean maybe just in the amount of ezra and sabine interactions but um i think I'm going to give her a compliment. It shows character growth on Sabine's end because she, you know, instead of going with Ezra, she stayed behind with Ahsoka. You know, she is being true to her master. Um, She was definitely more tolerable this episode. Would I have liked to see more of her and Ezra? Sure. Um, But again, I don't have that, that baseline that both of you have. So it's, you know, yeah, I'm not disappointed that I didn't see them more together. I mean, I guess after all this, but I'm actually, you know what? I'm disappointed he didn't. She didn't get yelled at for what she did, really. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it should. Yeah, no consequences. Why? Why did Ahsoka be like, "Oh, everybody's where they need to be"? How does she know? She don't know. How does she know that? (laughs) She has no idea. (laughs) She's like, yeah, Ezra had to be on that ship up there. You have to be here with me. How does she know? I don't know. And then maybe because she's she's so connected to White. Yeah, Soka the White. Well, anyone else okay. notice the abundance of uh, Lord of the Rings references happening in uh, the Star Wars universe? Anyone else notice the the statues and just saying? Yeah, they, they were like, oh well, that's successful. Let's just let's just do it again. Dave Fioni loves two things: the prequels and uh, Lord of the Rings. Apparently, he's very obsessed with those two things, uh, and clearly they they pay off. Uh, Characters that got the least amount of screen time, and I think this was like robbery, in my opinion, really were Balin and Shin Hati got no screen time whatsoever in this finale. Uh, so Shin, apparently, she's the leader of the bandits, and she's stuck on that planet, and maybe will be like the the other puzzle piece to this whole Ahsoka, Sabine, Balin, Shin, I guess, whatever situ- triangle that's forming right now with like the different teams. Uh, what did you think, Adam? I thought that was just kind of robbery on her character. Like, she just kind of got ran away and now she's the leader of these these people and i guess that's it i don't know between balin and and shin it's like those were the two most interesting characters and they in the got show sidelined right at the end absolutely here. absolutely it's like are they gonna get their own show too <laughs> i know well i guess they're connected to ahsoka's i guess journey okay. i guess that's what i'm assuming but like balin and it's funny that thrawn was really just kind of like whatever like oh balin eh, whatever yeah, I'm I feel like it would have been a little more like, oh, I'm kind of annoyed. Like that piece I was using kind of didn't do anything. Right. It was barely an inconvenience. <laughs> uh, what I do don't you, know. 
I don't know. It's in his plan, I guess. I guess. I just, I don't know. I felt like it was a little bit of a disservice because they've been the two like highlights in this show, especially their connection. Their story is the most interesting thing, I think, in the whole series, honestly, at this point. And the fact that we only got like a half a second with each of them felt just a little disappointing, even if it does set up the future. I mean, Shins is like, whatever. I guess she's the leader of these bandit people. Whatever. Fine. Balin's is the more impactful one, obviously, because he has this big... Uh, like prophecy or whatever he's trying to fulfill some vision of a, a future. So I'm very intrigued by that. But what do you think, Julie? Was it a little bit disappointing for you too? Just stuff, especially because unfortunately with the circumstances of Ray Stevenson uh, passing away, I, it's, it's going to be tough for those, whoever has to fill those shoes in the future. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as the episode was progressing and again, it's a breakneck speed, like it's going fast. I'm like, where, what is up with Balin and Shin Hati? Cause especially Balin, like you knew that he had his own thing going on, um, but you, we didn't know what it was. Um, so yeah, only having them for that little bit at the end was definitely disappointing. I mean, Balin, his scene, I think was the most impactful for me in the entire episode is seeing him standing amongst those statues. Um, and it just adds more questions. Yeah. And it is interesting. And again, like I said earlier, and I'm just, you know, regurgitating it is it is it is interesting. I think if you're a non-Star Wars fan who doesn't really know what those statues are or someone who does know what they are, I think there's intrigue for both sides. And I think that's like a mystery. I think that works. That works for both types of audiences to be able to enjoy. Like, what is his journey? What is his mission? It's just unfortunate that I feel like we really just didn't get any payoffs this season uh, for anything. Again, we just reshifted the status quo, and that's kind of where we are now. Uh, we did get one last appearance from Anakin Skywalker, which I'm curious to see if Hayden Christensen will play a role in the future. Uh, since he is appears to be a Force ghost, Adam, what do you think? I think we are going to see some more of uh, Anakin Skywalker, I think, down the line. I would love to. Yeah. It feels like though his ghost was more at peace. So I'm afraid this might, I, I, I mean, yeah. they have to, they have, right. They have to have him in there. Right. I saw a funny joke. It's like, Oh, he'll go show up for his apprentice, but he won't go show up for his own son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, awkward. Right. Awkward <laughs> dinner table conversation. Force ghost Anakin and Luke sitting there like, dad never showed up for me. He showed up for Ahsoka. The priorities, I guess. Priorities. Right. We don't know what happened that whole time while Luke was on that rock. Yeah, let's not find out because I really don't want to know. Could have showed up. Yeah, let, let's let's let that uh, die and be buried. I think at this point, uh, I, I am curious about the future of Star Wars because we already know kind of like that's the problem when you do something that's a prequel when you get to the finale. Like all these mysteries, they're great and they're fantastic, and I'm sure there'll be some fun journeys and stuff. But we kind of already know where everything ends up. Like we know the Kylo Ren's and, you know, the, the Ray Skywalker, whatever of the future and stuff like that. Like, you know, we know where it ends up. So I'm curious to see what we can do in between there and make it interesting. Uh, really when I think just, a, and this is another conversation too, just, I think we needed a whole clean slate and just kind of started out in the distant future and just kind of did something, you know, I, I think Star Wars really needs something like that. But that all being said, I think I'm ready to put a number on this one, guys. I'm going to give Ahsoka episode eight the jedi the witch and the warlord an eight out of ten that's it i had two of those kanan took the one the other i held on to in case he ever needed it it is proper that you should have it thank you Huye.
think it's fine for what it is. And I, this, my score, the way I came to it is, and I feel like my eight out of 10 is really a summary for the entire series as a whole. Uh, I think part eight really just kind of encapsulates everything I feel. Um, if you're a diehard fan, I think you're going to have some more interest in the score. So if my score is a little low, I think you'll be on the higher end. If you're someone who's not really into Star Wars or has followed all the lore as deep as everybody else, I think you're going to be on a lower end as far as a score. So I feel like an eight's like right in the middle. You know, I feel like everyone who kind of got what they wanted out of it, there is something there. Uh, overall, I think this episode is fine. It sets up the future. I just really wish we had some more payoff. Um, some of the, you know, the choreography was a little bit disappointing, but, you know, the characters are interesting. They are set into motion. Uh, it does make me interested for the future of Star Wars, which I haven't said that in a very long time. So I, I got to say that's something even more so than The Mandalorian did, I think, to some extent. I think this is more successful setting up what Dave Fioni has planned for the Star Wars universe as a whole. Will it be good? You know, time will tell. But overall, I think Ahsoka, if you're going to watch this show, I think opposed to doing the episode by episode, it's better as a binge. Would have worked entirely better as a movie, I think, in whole, just setting up the future. But we have what we have. You know, there's a lot of Star Wars here. Uh, will it create new fans? That I'm not too sure. But I'm sure, for sure, going to say that fans of Clone Wars, Rebels, uh, you're eating good. You're having a good episode. And I think you had a good series overall. But that's where I kind of stand with this one. Adam, how about you? What do you think of this one? I think you put it fantastic. <laughs> uh, the fact that it kind of reinvigorated my excitement for Star Wars, uh, it says a lot. Um, and I think I'm going to give Ahsoka Episode 8, The Jedi, The Witch, and The Warlord an 8 out of 10 as well. I think that's a good enough score because it's definitely got my attention more than anything else in Star Wars has done in a long time. So I think that's fair. Yeah, I think there is enough breadcrumbs for where I can look forward to something in the future. And I'm, I'm excited to see where the stories go. And I, I think there's the pieces are in place for Fioni now where he can make those changes. So whatever comes next, I think has to be good. Right. We took the time to get through this for the setup. So give me. Give us what we want. Give us something exciting. And I think it's there. I think I think there is potential for it now. Julie, how about you? What do you think of this one? I'm going to be giving Ahsoka episode eight, the Jedi, the Witch, and the Warlord, an eight out of ten as well. to a lot of these characters you know there was definitely some hurdles for me to overcome um but this final episode i felt like left enough you know questions enough intrigue for me to want to know more you know the choreography wasn't great but there was definitely some moments where i'm like that looks cool mm -hmm. or like you know um the witch transformation i thought was really wild um so i'm definitely curious to see where we go from here was it definitely a bumpy ride for sure but I think they were able to close out the series in a more positive way. Yeah, and I think that even the most interesting thing is like Dave Fioni's introduced other things into the Star Wars like cinematic universe that we haven't seen before. Uh, typically, it's usually just Jedi's and Sith lords fighting each other, and then the Empire and the Rebels going at it. But now we have 
witches with resurrecting zombies and grand admirals with like these big ships. Like there's other, there's other things at play that we don't typically see in the star Wars universe. So I'm curious to see what he can actually do in a live action setting, you know, with all of these elements in play. And I think the future of star Wars looks pretty good. You know, now that we've gotten past this rough little setup, um, I think there is something there. But let us know what you guys think in the comments below. Did you enjoy Ahsoka? Did you like this episode? What did you think of the series as a whole? What would you give it on a scale of 1 to 10? Would you recommend it to a newbie? Uh, what would you recommend people watching? Do you go through all of Clone Wars? Go through all of Rebels? Please tell me in the comments below what you guys think. But thank you all so much for joining us on this episode of The Real Review. My name's Kevin. That's Adam and Julie. We are your real movie guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. Catch you guys next time. It's not the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. I keep wanting to say that. Goodbye. I know. <laughs> if you guys like what you've seen here today, consider giving this video a like and leaving your thoughts in the comments below. If you want to stay up to date with everything Real Movie Guys related, make sure to hit that subscribe button and check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And don't forget all you audio listeners at home, we are available on many podcasting platforms. Just search The Real Movie Guys and should pop right up. Thank you again all so much for joining us on this episode of The Real Review. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. Catch you next time.